0: Hello, you're listening to the Arcadis podcast series on advances in remediation. Today, we are speaking with Shannon Dunn about the impact of plastic pellets on the environment. Shannon, can you start by introducing yourself?
1: Hi, I'm Shannon Dunn. I'm the vice president at Arcadis. I'm in the Minneapolis office. I lead the sediment group within Arcadis. Uh, We focus on the cleanup of contaminated sediment Um, And we we do the full range of of cleanup from site investigation to risk assessment to developing strategies, um, designing cleanup, and then construction monitoring.
0: Thanks for being here. Let's begin our discussion about your article, Plastic in the Environment. Plastic in the Environment is receiving a lot of attention in the news and on social media. What is the concern of Plastic in the Environment?
1: Plastic in the environment is an emerging contaminant, so the science on what the hazards are associated with plastic in the environment is a developing science. A couple of risk assessments have been performed looking at this, um, so there's there's some science developed on this, but but not a lot. The risk assessments have looked at primarily two components. One is whether contaminants or chemicals are leaching out of the plastic. The plastic uh, can absorb contaminants, particularly contaminants that have a high partition coefficient and contaminants that are lipophilic. And then the plastic uh, has just chemicals that are um, used to make the plastic in them. So there's concern that those contaminants or chemicals If an organism ingests the plastic, that those contaminants or chemicals may leach out into the organism in its gut. So a couple of ecological risk assessments have been performed to evaluate this. And what they've found is, at least to date, there's not a lot of evidence that contaminants or chemicals leaching out of the plastic uh, cause an unacceptable risk. The other component that's been evaluated in ecological risk assessments is whether just the physical nature of ingesting the pellets creates a hazard to the organisms. Again, a a few risk assessments, not a lot, have been performed on this, and it's not clear that just the physical ingestion of the plastic is causing a risk either. So it's unclear from the science to date whether plastic poses an unacceptable ecological risk. What that leaves us with is the aesthetics of plastic in the environment. It's it's just not nice to see a bunch of plastic in the environment. And that's what's creating concern among the public and resulting in community groups forming. Um, They've been doing patrols across the world looking at where is plastic in the environment and then reaching out to regulators to complain about the plastic in the environment and the the public's concerned about the hazard that that's posing. So that's that's the concern about plastics in the environment.
0: If there is concern about the plastic, why not just clean it up?
1: Cleaning up plastic is uh, more complex than it appears on the face of it. There aren't a lot of regulations about, Plastic in the environment. So, if one is going to do um, a cleanup of plastics in the environment, there's a lot of uncertainty, uncertainty about whether a cleanup performed today will meet regulations that might be passed in in the future. So that creates a lot of uncertainty from a liability perspective for a potentially responsible party. If a cleanup is being considered, we highly recommend that source control be considered first. Uh, Identifying the sources and controlling those sources is gonna create a more cost-effective cleanup. If those sources of plastic to the environment aren't controlled before the cleanup is performed, there's a high risk that the area will recontaminate and have to be cleaned up again. Another challenge with plastic cleanup is there's often multiple sources of plastic in the environment. So for a potentially responsible party to identify what's their plastic, and it's often difficult to identify different sources of plastic, um, what's their plastic and what's their responsibility to clean up can be difficult. And then uh, one other um, challenge that I'll I'll mention is the uh, feasibility of performing the cleanup. Um, Balancing the the damage to the environment that can be caused by the cleanup versus the benefit of of doing the cleanup needs to be considered. Oftentimes, um, the cleanup may include using um, heavy equipment, and that can create damage to the environment. So, that needs to be factored factored in when considering the the benefits that are trying to be implemented by cleaning up the environment versus uh, the the hazards that might be posed to the environment.
0: How do you figure out how clean is clean?
1: As I mentioned, the the ecological risk assessment hasn't identified if uh, plastic poses an unacceptable risk. So there aren't risk-based cleanup levels for plastic yet. Also, as I mentioned, um, the regulations are, are still being considered. There's not a lot of regulations about plastic in the environment. So there, there's not a well-defined, either science-based or regulatory-based cleanup level for plastic in the environment. Combine that with 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 any type of environmental cleanup, whether it's plastic or it's some other contamination, it's usually not feasible to remove all of the contamination. Oftentimes that will create more harm to the environment than than what's intended by the cleanup. And usually that's that's just not cost feasible. It's, it's too expensive to perform um, a cleanup that removes everything. And that's the same with plastic. So it, it leaves the question of if you're gonna do a cleanup, How clean is clean? What we found is effective is uh, taking NOAA's guidance, um, NOAA is um, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, taking their oil spill guidance and modifying it for plastic cleanup. In NOAA's oil spill guidance, they recognize that trying to remove all of the oil um, from a spill can create more harm to the environment than the benefit that's intended. So they recognize that there's probably going to be a certain amount of oil that will be left in the environment. They've also created a hierarchy of how to identify what areas should be prioritized for cleanup and what that cleanup level should be. And that that hierarchy considers a couple of things. One is the beneficial use of the area. So areas that have... A high beneficial use, particularly for the public, that may be popular recreational areas, are probably gonna be prioritized for cleanup and may have a higher cleanup level than say an industrial area. It also considers um, the, the habitat. So areas that are high quality habitat, particularly for protected species, may again be prioritized for cleanup and may have a higher cleanup level that's got to be balanced with the the risk uh, that can be posed to the habitat by the cleanup. So we've taken that that NOAA framework for, uh, for oil spills and adapted it to plastic cleanup and we've added a couple of other components. One is considering accessibility to the area that needs to be cleaned up. So Um, Areas that are more accessible are um, more likely to be uh, cleaned up first. Um, And an example of that is, say there's an area that's got um, plastic impacts in it, there's plastic in the environment, and it's surrounded by a high quality habitat that doesn't have plastic in it and to access the area to be cleaned up, um, the the cleanup equipment is gonna be heavy heavy equipment. So you gotta weigh whether taking that heavy equipment across the unimpacted habitat and the damage that that's gonna do, is that worth cleaning up the the island area that that needs to be cleaned up? So those accessibility considerations, um, we factor into the cleanup. The other thing that we consider is the mobility of the plastic. Areas where plastic is present and it has a higher potential for being mobile and being spread further into the environment uh, will probably have um, be more prioritized for cleanup and may have a higher cleanup level so for example plastic that's along the shoreline right at the water line that's um, got a high chance of being mobile might be prioritized versus plastic that's well above the high water line um, that's um, less mobile will probably have a, a lower, lower priority. So we take that combination of, of NOAA's guidance, modifying it for plastic. We've added a couple of other components, and we've, we've found that that's an effective method for defining what is clean enough for a plastic cleanup.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this interview. You can find Shannon's full article in our updated Advances in Remediation eBook. Here you'll also find contact information to reach out to Shannon directly with any questions. We also encourage you to listen to the other episodes in our Advances in Remediation podcast series available on the Arcadis North America SoundCloud station.